And then finally, the behavioral parts, which are the overeating, undereating. I'm, an over, I'm a stressful overeater. That's me for sure. Drug, substance abuse, social withdrawal, too much exercise, not enough exercise. And all of those things are caused by some of the major causes of stress. And, and if you notice from helpguide.org, financial problems is one of the major causes of stress. So one of my major goals in life is not to eliminate stress. Stress will always be there. One of my major goals is not to be the cause of my own stress. And that's just through being proactive and being purposeful. Doesn't always work. Actually, I've had a pretty stressful week this week, but um, we all need to do the best that we can to control our controllables and maybe listen to, to a Dr. Florida and eat the right things. And then all of a sudden, maybe you don't have the, uh, the stressful illness later on. So it's all about being purposeful. And today we're going to talk about being purposeful with money from a 30,000 foot. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. So David is our financial expert for today and he really truly like to help his clients and to figure out what's the best way to keep you in a good spot. And doesn't matter how much you are able to produce in your career, we don't also want it to feel like we're paying forward only paycheck to paycheck. Yes, you're having enough money to pay for all your bills, but what does it truly mean to feel secure to have something going down the road? So David, please introduce yourself. Sure. Well, uh, my name is David Chuddick. I am in Seneca, South Carolina, which is just a few minutes from Clemson, and I'm a certified financial planner. And I believe that the financial truths are very simple, and they're and they're the same for everybody. Whether you are making minimum wage or you are, you know, the highest of high earners in the physician world. So, and I believe that poor fiscal health is apparent in every segment of society. So, I would love to talk today about diagnosing some of the causes of poor physical health and then prescribing some cures. So here we go, let's take it away. This is, uh, you know, we all love attorneys and, and we all love disclaimers, so you have that right there. First of all, we all need our why in life. Why are we gonna do the uncomfortable things? Why will we make the difficult decisions? Why will we go out of the, our comfort zones? So these are my whys. So if you look at my three boys there, all three of whom are flexing their abs, I have the three most muscular kids in the world, and that is a annual waterfall hike that we do on Easter. So when they were little, we decided that we were going to go to church on Saturday and do a, a hike to a waterfall, and we've done that from the time that we had to carry them until now they're big and strong and muscular. 
And this is my beautiful wife, Jill. We've been married for 21 years. We just hit our 21st anniversary. She's another part of my why. And she's a school nurse. And so I have a, a place in my heart for the healthcare profession for sure. I've learned you know, healthcare is uh, very rewarding, but can be very unglamorous. And again, that's coming from the husband of a school nurse. And the primary job of a school nurse is know your tummy doesn't hurt again, go back to class. And finally, we all have to take responsibility for our own wellness. And wellness is such, it all goes together. There's your relationships and your health and your money and your career. It all goes together and we can't ignore any parts. So I'm going to be, oh, and a shameless plug. So anybody who, uh, when you're driving, when you're exercising, the Weekly Wealth Podcast, that's my podcast. We talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. So we'd love some uh, feedback on that and some reviews, and that's just my new passion. So let's move on and let's talk a little bit about stress. And I know that I'm preaching a little bit to the choir with the medical community here, but the physical symptoms of stress are just things that we don't want. They're headaches, they're muscle tension, chest pain, a change in sex drive, upset stomach, change in sleep patterns. More on stress, you know, we have the emotional effects, the anxiety, the restlessness, the lack of motivations, the irritability, and you can see how that can kind of affect all other parts of your life. And then finally, the behavioral parts, which are the overeating, undereating. I'm an over, I'm a stressful overeater. That's me for sure. Drug, substance abuse, social withdrawal, too much exercise, not enough exercise. And all of those things are caused by some of the major causes of stress. And, and if you notice from helpguide.org, financial problems is one of the major causes of stress. So one of my major goals in life is not to eliminate stress. Stress will always be there. One of my major goals is not to be the cause of my own stress, and that's just through being proactive and being purposeful. Doesn't always work. Actually, I've had a pretty stressful week this week, but um, we all need to do the best that we can to control our controllables and maybe listen to, to a Dr. Florida and eat the right things, and then all of a sudden, maybe you don't have the, uh, the stressful illness later on. So it's all about being purposeful. And today we're going to talk about being purposeful with money from a 30,000 foot level. Okay, so some signs of poor fiscal health are disputes with your spouse or all those around you about money. We've all had, had, had money, money arguments. Lack of thankfulness and making comparison to others. There's a fine line between being inspired by someone and still being thankful for where you are in life and then also being unthankful and saying, I don't have enough or I need more. Regardless of income, because again, everybody on this call is at least at a certain income level, there might be little to no margin for unforeseen events. And, you know, I learned a little bit yesterday that a lot of uh, physicians' uh, incomes severely decreased during COVID from elective procedures being canceled. So without plans for that, it, it, can, it can cause stress. And then not acknowledging one's financial reality. So just because you don't acknowledge what you owe doesn't mean that you don't owe it. Just because you don't acknowledge that you may not be on track for some of your goals doesn't mean that you're not on track. So not acknowledging is a huge, huge symptom uh, and sign of poor fiscal health. One or two areas of your fiscal health that could use improvement. Could be something that I've talked about. It could be something that I haven't talked about. But I find that kind of getting things out and writing them down or, or talking about them is kind of the first step. So if there's an area of your fiscal life that could use some improvement. So basics. Uh, and we're going to talk about some basic issues, but these are universal truths 
for everybody. So the first universal truth is that income minus expenses must either equal greater than zero. It's a universal truth for a high earner physician making it, you know, the six digits, mid six digits uh, to somebody making minimum wage. High earners and achievers are competitive people. I mean, you don't get to the point in life where you have these valuable, valuable skills uh, without being competitive. But also competition is kind of a double-edged sword because you, you start to, it's tempting to compare your stuff with somebody else's stuff. And then all of a sudden you're having to outspend or have a nicer country club or the nicer clothes. Now, I am never going to be the financial planner that tells you not to spend. I believe that money exists partially to enjoy the fruits of your labor. The issue is we have to be purposeful with what is realistic for your income. So a little bit more on budgets is budgets are really just a plan and it can alleviate tension in relationships. Budgets give us some control. We can control to some extent what we spend. We can control to some extent what we earned. There's picking up extra shifts when you need to, and there are ways to um, to control that. And when we have some action and we have control, it takes away stress or at least reduces stress. Budgets help us all to live purposefully. And both sides of the equation, income and spending, need to be addressed. So again, we're not saying don't spend money. We're saying spend the right amount of money for you and also earn the right amount of money. A big theme that I've heard during this summit so far is getting out of the clinical world. Sometimes that may mean taking a pay cut, uh, at least initially. And in that case, taking a, a spending cut would also be required. And finally, additional streams of income rental properties, uh, silent partnerships, dividend investments. There are many, many different types of additional streams of income that we can all consider that can help us on the income side of the budget. So that's B for basics. So the A is the allocation. And allocation is basically where are you putting your money? Where are you putting your resources? So a universal truth for all of us is we all need several buckets of money. One type of a bucket is going to be a buffer asset. So let's think about it this way. If you were someone in your 60s or 70s and you were had at the point where you're taking money out of your investments to live off of, and let's say you were doing that early 2020, well, now the stock market takes a dive. With a good planning, you might have had a buffer bucket, and that would be almost a cash bucket, and you would have taken your living expenses out of your cash bucket or some of them, and allow your investable assets to recover. And to a large extent, they would have been recovered uh, by now. Asset classes vary in risk and potential reward, and they can also help you to uh, mitigate investment risks. So different buckets for different goals, a college savings bucket, a retirement bucket, maybe a, a leave your, your clinical practice bucket. All of those should have different, uh, different types of investments and different risk tolerances. Now, if you'd like a free riskalyze assessment, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com and we can get that to you and it can help you to determine your risk tolerance. So moving along, and uh, you know, one of my themes for this uh, talk is purposefulness. And that's just another way of saying systems. So our systems and habits are always either working for us or against us. That's just the way it is. And one of my favorite authors, James Clear, said, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. So I'm sure if I asked Dr. Florida, hey, I'm at this weight and I'd like to get down to this weight, she would probably not tell me to have a system of going to the drive-thru for breakfast and for lunch. But if that's what I'm doing, well, the system and the goal don't align. 
Whereas if she helped me to put some, some systems in place that were sensible and made, made logical sense, then I could get closer to my goals. Systems and habits can combat mindless spending. So just like uh, mindless eating is a concept where we just eat what's in front of us, a lot of times we just spend the money that we have. Some systems and habits to consider are, how about a weekly or a monthly financial meeting with your spouse? Uh, how about a quarterly meeting with your financial advisor, with a CPA? How about systematic investing? How about systematic giving? So, you know, maybe take a moment and type in the chat a financial system that you have that serves you well. And then also, if you're brave, maybe a financial system that does not, does not serve you well. So uh, that would be a really good thing just to kind of acknowledge and look at what, where we're good at and where we are, where we're not good at it. So we're moving along to our next part of the basic equation. And this is a huge, very important, but not the sexiest part of financial planning, but it's insurance. And basically what insurance does is protect your money. That's all it is. Insurance is money that's paid out by a company at a triggering event. So if you can't or don't want to afford a loss, you should consider insuring the risk. And you should know your risks and purposefully cover them or purposefully not choose to not cover them. But whatever you do, make sure your insurance choices are educated, not by ignorance. So the unfortunate fact is that Dr. Smith gets sued for more than Mr. non-medical professional. And that's just due to punitive damages. And, And quite frankly, the more resources you have, the more of a target you are. So my 17-year-old son actually just had a a small fender bender and, of course, neck pain. So it could be something potential that we'd much rather have our insurance take care of than us personally. So let's look at it this way. Let's say that um, whether it is car accident, which is one of the major, just most common ones, or let's say I come to your house for dinner and you didn't tell me that you were, you were mopping the floor and I have a loss, I have an injury, and it's for more than the amount of liability insurance you have. And let's say also you had a bucket, you had a bucket of money and it's declined because of the stock market. So now at this point to pay for my injuries, you're taking money out of a bucket that's declined and that's just creating a huge opportunity cost because that account will never be able to, uh, to recover to where it was. So liability insurance is one of the lowest cost insurances on a dollar for dollar basis. And I just really urge you to talk to a great insurance agent on how to protect what you have now and all that you will ever have because you are a target. The C in basics of financials is caring. So I have a strong belief that our money and how we use our money should make the world a better place. And this means something different to everybody. Uh, Sometimes it means systematic giving, large gifts. Sometimes it just means looking for ways to, um, to give. Sometimes it means having enough money to where you can back off your work hours and volunteer. It can mean a lot of different things, but let's face it. Everybody who's on here in the healthcare industry probably has been involved with sick and terminal patients. And have you ever had a terminal patient said to you, I wish I would have been less uh, generous, or I wish I would have just made more money to have a nicer car and nicer stuff? No, no. I think most of us would, at at that point, uh, be thankful when we were generous and, and actually wish that we would have been more generous and handled our money correctly. How often have you had to work an extra shift and not seen your kids? 
how often have you worked an extra shift and this whole thing compounds and then while you're at your extra shift you ate a little junk food and then over time you put on a little weight and then you're not able to play with your kids so all of these things just they compound over and over and over and they all really work together so taking care of your money is going to help with all of this but i believe that taking care of your, using your money to make the world a better place is hugely important and finally, the S for basics is to seek. So seek the help of a strong team. Attorneys, financial planners, insurance agents, business coaches, even personal trainers and health coaches can put you in a better mindset, which helps your mood and helps you to make better decisions and gives you more energy. So all these things can work together correctly and seek the expertise of these teams and share their expertise and they can help you to make to avoid mistakes and to maximize your results. So I hope that gave a 30,000 foot view of the universal truths that are true to all of us. Now, yes, when you are physician making you know, high mid six digits, some of the technicalities, yes, are more complicated than someone making less money. But if we follow the basics and if we have a budget that works for us, my budget is different than Sabrina's budget. Sabrina's budget needs to be different than mine. If we look at having the right allocation, if you were 85 years old early this year and had all of your money in investment, investing securities, that's a scary time. And that was not the proper way for you to allocate your money, your financial systems. So I can give suggestions, but being purposeful about systems and how you spend your money, how you use your money can change your life. Your insurance is just, it's going to help you to keep because things can happen all the time. And insurance is protecting everything that you have now or that you ever will have. Caring about the world, caring about institutions, caring about organizations, hugely important. And then finally, seeking, seeking out the advice of those professionals who can help you to avoid mistakes and maximize your results. So, with that being said, if anybody has any questions, we'd love to uh, entertain any. And uh, we ask that you email david at parallelfinancial.com if you have any questions you'd like to discuss. And uh, just mention if you'd like to have a risk realized assessment that can help you to understand if your money is invested in the ways that it should be. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much, David. And I also shared your results. Put you on the spot right now. And so really quickly summarize David's result uh, while he's looking at it. So we look at life as a whole. And because it's a complete, we can always leveraging on something that we're having strength on. And then we can really tap into them more. However, we also have these area of our lives that we probably haven't looked at it for a while or haven't given as much of attention as we should be. So that's where the area we feel off-balanced, less of being able to feel more fulfilled. And for David, something that he's really good at are, of course, right? Financial intelligence is pretty good for him. His career achievement is right there. And you can tell when he's speaking about these topics and as well as spirituality. And something that he could be looking more into is his social life and love relationship. And would you think any of this is surprising to you? 
You know, I think what's interesting is some of the areas that you seem that are very important to you. I think you're, you tend to be a little bit more hard on yourself when you're answering the, the assessment questions. So a little bit surprised by the love and family, but definitely, you know, career achievement. I do consider myself kind of a driver, you know, life mission. I think having a mission as opposed to just cruising through life is very, very, uh, very, very important to me for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate, where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.